Welcome to Mouse and Weens, everybody. Wow. Yahoo. <laughs> How are you? You sound low energy a little bit. Do I? I was just, I have a headache and I was trying to sit here and do a little meditation. Nice. But one thing is nice, there is clear air in Los Angeles today. There's lots of clouds. It reminds me of Northern California. Yay. The beautiful place where we grew up. And uh, yeah, you can actually breathe. Everything has cleared up in the snout and in the throat. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes. I know. It's gross. We were up there last weekend and just dropping in from my area to your area was like just this brown, soupy valley. I'm like, ugh, how can people live in that? Just I think it's really affecting me. I think there's real throat problems I'm having, and I went to the emergency room a couple times last year, and there was nothing wrong, yeah. except that when I was in the hospital air conditioning, it felt better, and then wow. I started, I bought air filters in my house, and yep. that seems to work better, but it's just bad news, and I think yeah. you and I were born in areas that were just super clean air, and our dad yeah. loved nature, so we always lived somewhere that had a Lots lot of, of nature trees around, around and trees. Yeah. And so, I know. I know. What but can they do about LA air? I mean, bring in humongous fans and just blow it all out? Yes! <laughs> They've incentivized all the Prius drivers, right? You dated a guy that had a Prius, and that way you can go in all the crazy lanes and avoid and they traffic. Revoked and, it. I think it really? Schwarzenegger was in office. Yeah, they took it away. It lapsed oh. when I was driving up to L.A. I was borrowing his car, and they pulled me over and gave me a $1,000 ticket and said, those are no longer no. valid. Are you so, kidding me? Mm -mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was bad oh. I sort of secretly knew that, but I pretended I didn't, but it didn't help. Uh-huh. The secret's out. Secrets. She knew. <laughs> Did you try to fight it? Did you go to court or anything? I called our aunt, who is a former cop, and... <laughs> She, the one who uh, got you Bruce Willis's address. <laughs> she got me Bruce Willis's address. I was just thinking about uh, Bruce Willis this morning. Bruce, he's you know he creeps into the mind every once in a while. Creepy. Because what I was thinking is how I did not. I was going to say douchey, but I don't want to be judgmental anymore. I'm stopping all judgment. He right. did not interest me as much in his later acting career as he did in Moonlighting, where he no. was a really good actor, and I was so charmed by. Oh, this, yeah, uh, that's what hooked you in, Moonlighting. Moonlighting. Well, I will be judgmental, and I'll say, yeah, he ch signed on to all the cheesy movies and cheesed it all up for everybody, right? Bunch of cheese. Bruce Cheese, <laughs> they call him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So what's wow. happening with you? Why don't you tell me about your life? Nothing and everyone. too much. We went to, uh, my middle son is in competitive soccer, so we were up in the I don't know where we were East LA Lancaster? I guess yeah Lancaster San Bernardino for state cup this is the big Yahoo let's win it um moment and they got to the round of 32 it's like a bracket and so it goes 32 to 16 to 8 and yada yada so he made it to the 32 uh leg of it and then they got knocked out so Kind of bittersweet, you know, you want them to go all the way, but then kind of great because then you get your weekends back because we were looking at two straight weekends of all soccer games and nothing else, so. You're an official so, soccer mom, and I always remember I the kids in school 
I always thought it was neat that their parents were so involved in their lives. Really? <laughs> well, <laughs> we did. not to knock our parents, but they sort of just let us, like, do whatever. I mean, they did send us to some camps, but there was definitely no, like, it big was... emphasis on sports. Well, I don't know. It's good and bad. Like, I like that they're very sporty and doing things and we have activities, but it makes me, like, really busy. So I'm always driving around. I'm carpooling and costs a lot of money. And a lot of the parents, I mean, we're hopefully not, but a lot of the parents are very attached to the ego of their kid being the star. And they push their kids and they want their kids to win. And these poor kids, you know, and they don't get enough playtime anyway as it is they have so much homework and all these state testing things and they just can't be kids so even though part of me is like I wish mom and dad pushed us to play more sports and do more like that I'm glad that we had a lot of just organic play in the street time like lock us out (laughs) of the house until the lights went on and then we could come back in kind of time yeah they really well I spent many hours in the woods just playing in the creek and just being a kid, I like that. I value that. Yeah. In my life. I know. No. That's good. But part of me is like, well, dang, I never played organized soccer. That would have been cool to have that skill under my belt. Um, but would... they really deferred to, what do you want to do, girls? And we'd say, we want to do nothing. And they go, okay. <laughs> and didn't really push anything. So I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. You could see the good of it, you know, try to get little scholarships out of it and learn about teamwork and stay off the streets. But, uh, yeah, it's just different now because now they just want to play video games if they're not already busy doing something else. It's Is that like, a constant battle? Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. And now it's all this, like, multiplayer, you know, Xbox Live and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know who they're talking to online and playing against and... It's weird. I we're just about to look into that if we should do that or not, and all my instincts are telling me no. What do you mean, like get him involved in the multi? Yeah, well, the middle kid's birthday's coming up, and that's all he wants is Xbox Live, so he can play this one game where everybody gets to talk and play in the same land together, and all his buddies have it. And I'm like, Ugh, here we go. We're that? like the holdout family. We're always like, my parents are strict. They won't let me have a, you know, fill in the blank, whatever. But what I'm is your to, reasoning? I don't know. Creepers. I don't want them to get like too much information too fast. I feel like, you know, like people are going to go tell them to do things with their mothers and do this and do that. And then they're going to go on Google and look it up. Like, oh, what, what did he say? What does that mean? And then do things with their mothers. I don't know. I'm just thinking. What like, does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like bake, bake cakes or something <laughs> weird. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's just being a mom. It's weird. It puts all these fears in your head. You always go to the darkest place instantly. Like, well, is it that there's going to be pedophile kind of things? Well, yeah, that and just like crazy porn stuff that they see. And then they're forever effed up. And every girl they see, they're just going to like, oh, I wonder what her asshole looks like. You know, like <laughs> at 10 years old, they go right there. You know, I don't want that. I want it to be the nice... The courting and the hand-holding and all the innocent butterfly stuff, not just, like, hardcore porn right off the bat. I feel like kids see it so much, but anyway, that's just me being a fearful mom. So how do you really shelter that? Because it's going to be everywhere with social media. I mean, you've got your filters and you're looking at phones. Well, 
I keep wanting to just be in control of it all and have all the filters and stuff until they're like 15, 16 and still they're until they're like starting to be sexually active and I don't know. It sucks. Aren't kids sexually active like they're discovering 12 years old now and 13? I that's guess that's common. what they say. Yeah, I hope not. I don't know. I Do you have to have talks already about that? Well, yeah, we're starting to do the whole respect women, respect girls. They're not just there to, you know, be your arm candy and service you and they're people in their own right kind of thing because that's where I I don't want to raise jerk kids, jerk boys especially. That's good. Um, well, yeah. you already saw, can you talk about what you saw on your oldest kid's phone? Uh, his... No, it was just, you know, Googling how to do Not things that, but his to interaction with... Inter oh, that. I totally just blew over what you were going to say. You should say <laughs> That's okay. No, just, it was Googling how to self things, you know, and it was pretty gross, I think. And then... Yeah, the girls are super aggressive. Like, the girls are just, like, straight off the bat. Hey, I think you're cute. You're, do you want to be my boyfriend? And they just go in. And my kid's shy. He doesn't know what to do with girls. But he knows he's supposed to, like, have a girlfriend. I don't know. I just feel like he feels the pressure to grow up really so fast. So you saw the text on his phone that was kind of a girl interaction. Yeah. And it was... Which one are you talking about? The... the Back and forth with the girl who was kind of aggressive. Yeah, and yeah, right. Well, so he finally was just like, stop texting me. You're weird. You're, you know, back off, psycho or whatever. You know, and so he wasn't super respectful. But then again, she was also really aggressive. So she was up in the grill. Yeah, I don't, it's just a whole different world. I mean, imagine if we were 12 and we had the whole Internet at our fingertips, you know. What would you be looking up? You were the finky one. <laughs> I did. You know? Guess what I did? What? My friend. <laughs> my friend Amy was, she had an older brother named yeah. Tim. <laughs> and they, oh my God. Tim was kind of a raucous guy. And uh, I think he was probably three or four years older. And he was mm -hmm. a little like How river rat. I was probably eight or nine. But, uh. uh no, I was babysitting. When do you babysit? 12? I mean, I started at 11, but 12, 13, yeah. Yeah, like maybe around that age. So I was babysitting the neighborhood kid who was, oh, who was that kid? Chris, that little kid who I threw an egg at, and the mom came to our door and said he's oh, allergic yeah. to eggs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hit him in the... Anyway, Did he I look kind of like Chunk one. from Goonies? Yeah. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> okay. I think, was his name. Chris. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I was babysitting that kid, and my friend Amy came over and taught me how to use, like, 1-900-sex numbers. Oh, my God. Is it, was it 900 numbers? Is that Probably, what it was yeah. Sounds and right. then she goes, all you have to do is call the operator after and ask them to reverse the charges. And I was like, great, this will be fun. Oh, no. So we called these sex numbers and listened for, like, three hours. No. I don't know where the kid was, but totally <gasps> neglected this and then tried to reverse the charges. <laughs> of course, it didn't work. So the same mom came over to my house, oh. talked to the parents, and gave a phone bill with all these 900 sex oh. numbers on it. <laughs> what oh. do you remember from the calls? Oh, my God. I don't know. Just like, ooh, 
you're strong. I want to do things. And was it like blank. pre-recorded or did you have to? Yeah, no, pre-recorded. Oh. This was okay. back in the day when it first started probably and it was just pre-recorded sexy lady saying things. Where you're like, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, now, so how did that like change you did it do you feel like I have no idea your I'm eyes sure. were open and then you wanted to try all those things or were you just like still the same kid I don't know I just think probably I think I've always been attracted to the dark side maybe more than you <laughs> not that that's dark but to just the dark dinks. Thinky. <laughs> <laughs> the big brown d <laughs> big brown the dark dink did you say <laughs> Or did you say Sick. think? Because uh, that's the thing. I just want my kids to like have the normal progression. I don't want it to you know, launch them into just hardcore crazy stuff all of a sudden. I don't know. I don't know what it would do psychologically. I think just the fact that you care and you're trying and you teach about morals and respect mm. and all that, I think you're giving a good foundation. And it's probably all you can do. But, you know, like... Our parents were really good about that, and dad was a moral guy, and and yeah. um, mom was really good about trying to keep us Disney-filled for a long time. And I think you're going to find it when you find it, and yeah. there's some kind of a underlying core that is yeah. there from your parents that keeps you a little more aware. I hope so. Because I know yeah. with dad, like he was really big on don't drink and drive, and even though I hung out with... I hung out with some crazy people, and there was always yeah. drinking and driving. There's always there were a lot of drugs around, and mm -hmm. I stayed away pretty much. I didn't get that much into the drugs when all my friends were, and I never right. drank and drive. I shouldn't say never, but I did once or twice when I was older, older, mm -hmm. like twenty five. But I, but I would get in cars with people who were ping ponging off the Caldecott Tunnel and be like, "Oh, that's fine as long as it's not me driving." Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. I got ah. in crazy situations with other people who were, like, way less capable probably of driving than me. Like, my little friend. Oh my who, <laughs> and yeah, tell driving. the story of the spinning around 360 on the freeway or whatever. No, oh, that wasn't a drunk one. That was just a terrible <laughs> friend. Yeah, Nancy. first of all, this was my my first car, right? The Mustang, the 81 Mustang, the hot, hot, red interior, white exterior Mustang. Yeah. And That's I finally funny. graduated up to a Honda Accord. So then you got the Mustang, right? Yeah. So she takes it I out got for all spin. your leftovers, by the way. Sorry, I know. <laughs> That's the nature of the second born, I think, when you I don't know. have a I lot see. of money. So but, I was um, off to college and you were back at home, right? Yes. All right. And I think I was just, well, this is different than the 360. I just, this one was, oh. it wasn't that interesting, except that I was driving. I liked this guy, John Phillips. He was the guy that I loved forever, the little skater boy. John Philip Sousa. <laughs> John Philip Sousa. He created beautiful music. He carried yeah. around a horn. Marching band. He, yes, he was with a French horn on the skateboard. He was very interesting, <laughs> young boy. <laughs> By the way. I like to do that. I had a guy that I was dating in San Diego, and he would always be taking craps. He had IBS issues, such as yourself. <laughs> hey, shut up. I don't like to be associated with IBS. Sorry. It's colitis. Totally different. 
Go ahead. But it was like a big deal when you go to the bathroom and I'd always put on my Spotify, I'd go and put John Philip Sousa music under the door in the bathroom, like, It's my great joy. marching music to poop Yeah. Yeah. I think it really helped. I was just trying to be supportive. But anyway, I was in love with this guy, John Phillips. The little skater bangs, and he was like, since I was 12, he was the guy I would chase around the neighborhood. And I think he had a weird, dysfunctional family, single mom house. You never saw the mom. He was a latchkey kid. Mm-hmm. And he would just be skateboarding around the neighborhood forever. And he was like the brooding, silent type. And I loved him so much. Mm, why? Gosh, why do you he, like these brooding, silent types? I don't know. Why? Like forever. <laughs> They did a study. Here we go sidetracking into 12 stories off of one dumb story. (laughs) They did a study with young girls and boys. I think they were ages three to five. And they had a science. It was a controlled study with like a thousand kids. And a doctor would come in the room and they made sure it was a male doctor Mm -hmm. guy or some authority figure parent type would, you know, come in. And they they would have the little girls, the little boys would be playing with the truck. Mm-hmm. And then they would distract the boy and then break off one of the wheels. And then the boy would see it and they would go, you broke this truck wheel. Mm-hmm. And they would go, eh, so what, whatever, put it back on, move on. And they would mm-hmm. do it with girls. They would break off like the arm of the doll and they would go, you broke this. And then they would turn their backs to the kid. Mm-hmm. And the girls would always focus on the guy trying to like pull them back around to make sure they had eye contact to know that they were okay. And they had approval that everything was okay. Hmm. And the boys never did that. And so I got this out of a study. It was a book called The Female Brain. And they were saying, why do we chase the bad boys? Why do we chase the person? That, and it's usually because for some reason you have an intrinsic need to have that person, the male figure, tell you everything's okay. Or, weird. Yeah, isn't it weird? Yeah. So, okay, well... I wonder why. Do you why, see though? any like, of that in your daughter of trying to make sure yeah, everything's okay? She, yeah, she's a very much a people pleaser and she wants the boys to like her like her brothers. And so like if I sit down and go, Okay, kids, we're gonna pick a family movie to all watch tonight. Go ahead and pick something. She'll, you know, look at the boys and be like, I want Guardians of the Galaxy. She's a six-year-old girl. I know she doesn't want to watch Guardians of the Galaxy. She'd rather watch, you know, Strawberry Shortcake or something. Mm-hmm. And but she wants the boys to like her, and she wants the boys to think she's cool. So she mm-hmm. says what she knows they want to hear. And I'm like, oh, you don't have to do that. Pick what you want. And and then my husband will come along and just be like, hey, well, she said she wanted to watch Guardians of the Galaxy, and so he'll put it on. And I'm like. Can't you see? <laughs> yeah. She's just doing it for you guys. And yeah, it's weird. It sucks. I'm trying to untrain it, but it's like intrinsic kind of. So I, I need the boys to recognize it. I want the boys to recognize it and realize that she's, you know, a peer and equal and that she has as much say as they do and not to run her over and be fair. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway. You're good about John. that though. Because we went yeah. to Magic coming. Mountain, and you were very good about making sure that she had her kids' rides. And <laughs> I know, like, taking her on all the Looney I'm Tune sorry, rides and I was and the were, worst. I was like, no, but you were excited. You were the best. It was great. Aunt Ween's going on all the roller coasters with the twelve and ten year old, and they were just. Like I think your twelve year old, like he was all 
into it. And then after a while, I think he was like, oh, get this lady away from me. Because it was like, come on. Like, tell your parents you want to do this one with me. I kept saying, you know, tell your mom you want to ride this one. And he was like, Ew, oh, yeah. Like, you love the thrills, the adrenaline. I love it. No, it oh, good. I had dreams about the one, the, the one that drops you. What is that one? The Lux oh, Luther? Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. Or the, yeah, Lux Luther. Really? You jumped about That was the most interesting to me, didn't you think? You wrote it, remember? We yeah, came back and wrote it again. That was a sensation I don't think I'll ever get again. Being that yeah. high up, 450 feet, and dropping straight down. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, up at the top, too, and they make you sit there for a while just to, like, build up the anticipation. It and the really whole thing was swaying, yeah. and you're looking out going, like, this is what it would be like to jump off a building. Like, bah! Yeah. Like, you shouldn't Crazy. be that high. And it's kind of like the wind sort of starts rocking the thing. At, yeah. Really, the second time around with you, I'm like, this feels like you could die. It's I know. Like, if anything happened. Yeah. And I didn't feel that way with any of the other roller coasters. It was just that one. Yeah. Like, this yeah. feels like you're close to death. Right. Ooh, I know. Exciting. <laughs> it was, <Why>? it was <laughs> I don't know, but I was trying to be brave for my 12 year old next to me and yeah I was like shaking like weird things were happening my knees and my feet I tinkled a little <laughs> I did I think nice. it did something weird to my body <laughs> anyway. this altitude made my my sphincter dilate yeah oh my god how are your bowels up there that's when crazy anyway yeah that's a neat experience that um I love it yeah, that was fun. We had, we had a good time. Yeah. All right, but, go back um, to John Philip. I'm keeping you on track. It's not that you... Well, you've got two stories. So the one story where we did 360 on the freeway was my new... She just oh, got yes. a license. My friend Nancy, she got on the freeway entrance, and somehow it was one of those things where you try to change lanes, and two people are trying to change in the same lane. And she saw that, and I was like, hey, watch out. And she steered her wheel, overcorrected it all the way to the right, and then all the way to the left, and all the way across four lanes of traffic. Oh my God. And I just four remember I was. Traffic? Freeway four? traffic. Freeway, yeah. On the freeway, yeah. It was in San Juan going on there. And uh, managed to completely. And I just remember what was really weird is I completely got calm and I was like, it's okay. Just don't touch the wheel again. Just calm down. Just don't pull. And I was like the calm, like, it's all good. She was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I just remember spinning around and seeing lights coming at us. From, it was at night, the, too? Yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah. You're so lucky you're alive. I know. It's one of those. I'm sure we all have stories like that. And, oh. But she was like the jokey. She was Asian. She's like, it's true. I can't drive. <laughs> No, she said that. Yeah. Oh, no. Unless I'm making that up and I just... No, I think she did say that. <laughs> Unless I'm making that up and I'm a complete racist. I don't know. Yeah, but I am a complete... No, it, she <laughs> she said that. And my friend, I, who was also Japanese, she's like, she's a comedian. She's Japanese. She's like, I am scared of myself. She goes, it's so true. I'm scared of all my Asian driver friends and I'm scared of myself. Really? She's like, it's absolutely true. We cannot... Really? Drive. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's I didn't funny. like explain. She was really funny. She didn't explain why she thought that we were kind of all uncomfortable. Nobody wanted to say anything. Yeah, what do you say to that? But, yeah, oh. I. That's not. Is it a true story? Let's not talk about that. I, I have no idea. To, I can't go. You'd have to. 
go do multiple studies and get no. all my friends together to debate it. But, well, um, and I have so many non-Asian friends who are horrible drivers. So it's, yeah. I think, just horrible across the board. I think I'm a great driver. I think you're a great driver. Yeah. And that's about it. So there. And remember that one time when we were trying to, when you got excited and you took off someone's <laughs> Except for that time. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm a very good driver. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to get out of this line of traffic. It was like stopped on one side, right? And I mm-hmm. pulled into the middle lane to go around. And yeah. I didn't clear it well enough, and I bumped into someone, and I just kept driving. And I didn't rip off a bumper or anything. I just bumped him. And it was a big work truck. I he ripped off his it. mirror. His mirror was hanging. His rear view. Mm, was it? Mm-hmm. I thought I just bumped the, the bumper. No. no, it was hanging there. No. Why didn't he come follow me? Because he was stuck in a line and you got out of there fast. I'm not. <laughs> it was done and we were Did like, really? we were, well, we were joking around. That's when all the bad stuff happens. We were, you were like, yeah, hot Wait, dog, I didn't California. Get to the airport, right? Wasn't that yeah. it? I was like rushing to the oh, airport. Oh, yeah. You were like, I'm going to get you there. But we were laughing and joking. And that's when you just. <laughs> You're like, Yahoo, fuck it, here we go. And it was all done with like vigor and laughing and and then oh you did that. You're God. like, Oh crap, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> just panicked. Oh, hit and run. At least it wasn't a person, it was just a mirror. That's happened to me a few times. Um oh. my friend's wife did the same thing. Line of really? traffic and knocked off a mirror and was like, Fuck it, let's go. Yeah. See, I don't think it was a mirror. I don't remember that part. Maybe you're confusing your stories. I really think I just bumped his bumper. I think I bumped. No, like, we the kept back going. Corner. How? Yeah, I know I kept going, but I don't think I took oh. up a mirror. I think I just hit a bumper. Okay. Like, well, I'm like, yeah. We it was know your dented. memory compared to my memory, so let's. I know. Just <laughs> okay. I guess but what I'm anyway, doing right now. Picking I'm your nose. My car, as usual, like at the film set, as they're breaking down. This is the after after the wedding cleanup, after mm-hmm. the film shoot. And the guy, the Sarge, they call him, he's maintained the property. And he's just, he looks just like Shaft. And he has a really <laughs> tight belt. And he's got big hair. And he's like, he's from the, he used to be a singer of Caribbean music back in the sem- I just backed my chair down so he didn't see me. But then he just drove by and looked right at me and now I'm way back in the seat. <laughs> Sergeant. Hey, Shaft, how's it going? Yeah, oh. he's got the keys on the belt and the... Give him a gun. theme song. You never answered a long time ago. We said, what would your theme song be? And I never asked you, what would your theme song be? Uh, Delilah by Tom Jones. I saw the light on the <laughs> night when I passed by her window. Do you know that song? <laughs> Just through you. I don't know Tom Jones so well. But. Oh, okay. Well, something for you to get to know very soon. <laughs> we'll what was your now. theme song? Remember, I was the... <laughs> Just jerky. That's the sickest song. Knees, knees rubbing and feet out, duck style, walking along. It's a happy little bob to my shoulders. Oh, that's sweet. Little buck teeth. That's how I see myself. I'm still like 11, 12 years old, like all gangly. Oh, that's sweet. You won't get too cocky then. Mine would actually be the Pink Panther theme song because I think I'm always like creeping around. <laughs> I'm sneaking in my car. I'm sneaking. I've got to change that about. But I'm that's like, 
I'm always like watching people like sleuthing. I, mean, I always want to sleuth. <laughs> Hiding behind like a... poles with your yeah. big floppy pink feet. I yeah. like it. Remember our, um, our story on Bart? Wait, can we just finish John Philip and then we'll oh, talk? God, that, okay, we'll talk here's about the Bart. story. The story was I was following John Philip Souza and his crew. I think he was with my friend Jen and Cindy. And they were in another car and I was riding my new, new, not so new, used Mustang car. Hot with Mustang. his friend William. William was the rocker of the group and had the long, long, scraggly hair. I'm William. Nice <laughs> Go ahead. He's William. <laughs> and uh, I. This is how dumb it was. I was in the fast lane and I was trying to show off and be cool. It wasn't okay. because of William. I could care less. It was because John Philip Sousa was in the next car over. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I'm gonna really impress his friend to then like tell stories about how great I am. So what happens is I realize there's no music and I bent down and went on the floorboards to get my Primus CD mm. to put in Primus. And as I'm doing that, I ran head on into the car in front of me who had stopped. And all I heard oh. was, watch out! And then I hit it and all I saw was this blonde, scraggly hair fly over his head. <laughs> I'm like, go towards the dashboard. I just remember like slow motion, oh. rain, uh, you know, what's that movie, Wayne's World style, like, whoa, <laughs> with the hair. And then I smashed into the guy. It was a big truck, so luckily oh. I didn't get, and the guy was cool enough to let me make payments. Oh, that's good. Didn't go so through insurance. my insurance, yeah. Dude, and everybody was okay? Or yeah, we were fine. I remember I had my poor dog, Timbo, my Great Dane, oh. was in the car. I was I such a bad, I have such animal guilt. Just Aww. how bad of a parent, and I think that's why I never had kids, because Aww. I would, like, I just drug him around to my crazy 16-year-old world at weird people's apartments, smoking Great cigarettes, Dane. and, Aww. you know, Timber. just, like, poor dog didn't have the best life, and. Maybe he did. Maybe it was great. I'll bet he did. Well, you found a nice home for him after you decided it wasn't working out, right? Guess what I did? Sneaky Pink Panther. I was so uh -oh. sad. I went back to those guys' house, and their gate was slightly open, and I saw that he was in the backyard, and they had him like in a smaller cage within the backyard, which pissed me off. And I mm. went into their backyard, and I opened this cagey part, and I ran mm -hmm. back out, and then he followed me, and I let him follow my car like three miles back to where I was staying and then I kept him for like a week and then the guys finally called me and said do you have our dog oh like, my oh. gosh I go that's so weird you mentioned that because he came yesterday I don't know how he found the house he must have and I was they were like hmm oh my gosh I never heard this Whoa. yeah that's I was crazy. so sad because... and you give him back yeah and then I just those are those heartbreaking moments that it feels like I just delivered him into evil or something because I saw Aww. that smaller cage and I think I mentioned something like, do you keep him in that cage very often or yeah. it wasn't a cage. It was like a 10 by 20 or 10 by 10 thing. But I was like, why would they have a giant backyard and keep the dog in a smaller cage? Hmm. And then well, I just it's a dog run, right? Like a dog run, a small dog run, but it, that was awful. It went well, from maybe a nice he just was in there while they were at work, so he wouldn't get into trouble. Well, I don't like that. Well, so I got yeah. mad. But then There's again, the whole thing about crating, though, you know, people put their dogs in crates just to—it's a place for them to that. sleep during the day, 
Well, I tried. Our, our dog does not like crates, so we never followed through. Well, you with were it. good. I was glad when you just let the dog be free. Yeah, but he just sleeps in the same spot all day long, so it's not like he's missing out on gallivanting around the house all day. They just kind of sleep, so don't feel too bad. Like if they get their exercise and they're with their people, you know. When well, I don't but, know. What, I guess yeah. I guess I. But then I'm also, I have controlling ideas about how everyone should be with their animals. And then what happens? I set them free. <laughs> and then they All right. So Weens had this with our fish. We had three nice little goldfish in my little goldfish bubbly tank in my room in high school, junior high. And I named them Cindy, Jan, and Marsha. And they were so cute. And I took good care of them. They're healthy and just happy swimming around. And Weens felt bad for them um, because they didn't have much room to swim. So she dumped them out when I wasn't around into our little outdoor pond that our mom had just made out of like cement and a little pump. And that very same day, they didn't even live a day. They were eaten by raccoons. So. I'm sorry. I didn't You're free, the, gulp. <laughs> just the concept of raccoon. And then when you were dating your current husband, when you guys were dating, he had an iguana named Simon. Yep. <laughs> Didn't I let him out because he was in a small cage? I'm like, a yeah. should be free climbing trees. So I let him out, yeah. climb around. And he ate every single house plant in our house. Who knows if they were toxic I thought he ate a plastic one. Not a died. plastic one. They're all real. Maybe some plastic too. But I mean, every house plant in our house was just sticks when we came home. <laughs> and yeah, we're like, is that? Like, we didn't know if it was toxic or not. And... Yeah, I, he didn't live very much longer after that. Not that I'm blaming Sorry. you, but no, but my husband also got lazy feeding him healthy stuff. And well, that's why him, he was eating all your plants. Yeah, and <laughs> then gave him, like, dog food. I think he told us, like, if ever in a pinch, you can give an iguana some dog food just to get through until you go shopping again or something. I so think I think you kind of can, but yeah. Iguanas yeah. are hard. Yeah, so... He didn't so does anybody either. out there have any stories about yeah. their pets? Uh, I don't want to hear pet stories. Free still the have animals. Yeah, I have no. total guilt around pets. Well, I, I, have, I have a pet story. We got a new kitty yesterday. Yay! She's so cute. She's 12 weeks old and super cute. And <clears throat> now I'm having pet guilt because she's downstairs in the laundry room by herself and I'm up here recording. No, I have pet guilt because you just told me that. And when you first told me you got the kitty and you had to pull it away from the rest of the other kitties, and I got sad. Like it doesn't have its Okay, but anymore. here is the story. This cat had a mama, and at three days old, the mama cat and then one of the sister cats died. I don't even know how. I forgot to ask that story. So there were just two little orphan three-day-old kitties at a shelter. And this yeah. lady from this rescue organization came and picked them up, brought them to her organization where she had a cat that just happened to have kittens. And so she nursed them for, you know, and so she kind of adopted the cats, this mama cat. And her name was Fern, and she was an orange tabby, nursed the babies, and um, now they're happy and healthy. And they even brought another little kitty into their kind of like weird little step, step kitty litter. Kitty litter, yeah, and they uh, are totally happy, and they all just got adopted out by sweet families, and the cats are fine. They're and she's gonna meet Wrigley, and they're gonna be best little buddies, and they'll keep each other company all day. And okay. 
It'll be good. Don't worry. Everything will work out fine. Yeah, and she's so cute. She sees us coming, and she just starts purring when she sees us. And Yeah, we're already like a little family. It's really cute. She's really sweet. sweet. Everything's going to be great. That's nice. And that was nice that you got a rescue, and I still don't understand how people go to breeders. Well, well, okay, don't get mad at me. You guys did I know. Right. When you want a dog that's around babies and you want to make sure they don't bite them, and we went with a purebred for that reason. But safety but you first. It. <clears throat> you went and researched the heck out of it and tried to. I mean, you I were know. conscious about it, right? And I said, when the kids are older, we'll get a companion dog and we'll rescue that one because we were going to do a lab rescue. But everything was kind of mixed with pit bull, and I know there's, like, so many people that love pit bulls, and, oh, they're not bad dogs, but I don't know. I still need to, like, trust the breed, kind of, you know, so. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so we we'll weren't really them. a dog family. I'm going to give us an excuse because right? we had our cats, and those were the tried and true, and then we would have these dogs, and we were terrible dog owner families where we would get these puppies, like, here, kids. Yeah. I guess dad would do that because mom yes. told me that she would just be pissed that he would suddenly bring home a dog. Right. And then we would be excited for a few days and then we'd be busy like at school and playing with our friends and we wouldn't really hang out with right. the dog and it would dig up plants and then we'd get rid of it to another family. Right. I know. Like there was no were... real long never, I don't remember plan. any exercise regimen ever with dogs. Like, no. okay, we have to walk them every morning and da da da. We just leave them in the backyard. Right. Yeah. So they're bored. Terrible. And like, you know. And you see people now that go to dog parks and go out. Yeah, we were just not that family, and mm-hmm. I don't know why, but just too busy, too working parents, and getting home when it's dark and kids. But they didn't and, teach us it. Like we had no responsibility over these dogs either. Yeah, yeah. they could have made it, it to where we yeah. walked them or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't ever remember. I remember having to mow the lawn. Yeah, and pull weeds. Chores. That was our punishment. Chores. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> do you have anything that you want to say? Are we at our time, or what's happening? Wow, did that go that fast? Yeah, 38 minutes. Um, okay. No, I just wanted to hear how your wrap party went. You just finished up with Last Mail on Earth. And I saw well, a picture and a video, yeah. but tell me about it. It was good. You know, I just went to show up for a little bit. My two buddies and the locations oh. were there, and then... I tooted. So, Sorry. Huh? I just tooted. I don't know what it's going to sound like. <laughs> Sorry. Did you? Yeah, well, the phone or... the phone is in my lap, and my rear is on my mattress on my bed. Oh, no. So I think it's hidden. But any... Go ahead. Adam. Sorry. Sorry. No, Adam. that was important. Do you want to tell us anything else about it? <laughs> Should I... Uh, let's just keep talking about that for a while. No, 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 no. no. I want to hear about the rap party. My yes. husband teased me because I said something about a rap party. He was like, oh, you're so Hollywood. You know all the lingo. Look at you just trying to act cool. I'm like, I'm not. That's just what it's called. And yeah, it's it's funny because people would. Oh, my God. Well, it just is what it's, it is what it is. That's yeah. funny when people say that. It's like, okay, well, what else do you call it then? A yeah. party to celebrate the end of a show? It's called right. a rap party. <laughs> right. Or I think it was something like, yeah. Leanne's going to come over after they wrap their shoot, and then, you know, we'll hang out then. And he was like, whoa. I'm like, well, sorry. I'm just. That's, that's what you weird. say. It is what yeah. you say. Thank the you. show's wrapped, so now we're done. Yeah. Do you have a wrap week? Are you guys getting a wrap week to wrap up the stuff? 
Like everybody <laughs> just says rap all the time. Yeah. Rap, rap, it's rap. very rare that they discuss anything else but rapping. Yes. Rapping. So do tell me about this party to celebrate the end of the show, please. Continue. Yes. Sorry. Um, it was very nice. They rented a place called the Citadel downtown. Mm. And that's also where we had the Muppet Party rap show, rap mm. party, which I did not attend because I was fighting with my ex-boyfriend at the time. No. Trying really? to drag him out of the house. And yes, I remember that. And I get really mad because I love the Muppet show. I love Jim Henson. I was all about working on that. I was so excited. Oh my gosh. And that boy did that. <sighs> Well, I let it, because it was always dragging him out of the house. And I said, yeah. do you want to go to this thing tonight? And he was like, I don't know, do you? And I'm like, well, yeah, but if you don't want to go, I mean, I won't. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to go. It doesn't seem like you want to go. Well, it doesn't seem like you care enough to. And then I was like, well, forget it. I'm like, fine. Hey. Uh... And then it was one of those where if I really wanted to, I could have been less codependent and just gone by myself. Gone by or he would have gone, but it would have been dragging around someone who half wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. I just was constantly trying to drag... I always try to drag the boyfriends out of the house, except for the yes. one... I should just say that with a couple of them. Anyway, he was one. Yes. yes. I was always dragging. So I didn't go, and then I regret it, because it was fun. But also, to be very honest, I was mm -hmm. also afraid of hanging out with work people in a social setting. Really? Because I always remained mysterious because I thought mm. that if I the more hung back and if I just show up and do my job and go and people don't know anything about me then I'll be able to maintain my job <laughs> that's really? been my way of going through life is to wait let are you people... worried that they'll learn about the real you and they won't like you and won't yes. hire you back oh like they'll learn too wait, much about what me what are you talking about yes that's always my MO is to stay, if you could stay just under the radar, then you will keep being employed. Well, yes. that leads me to, yes, because I have fear of being a real person in the world that people will find, like, the jig is up. The ruse oh, is out. No, like, but I you shouldn't are really be a real, like, you're an expert in your field. Are you kidding? Well, That's I guess it years. maybe took confidence to get to a point where I was just employed. But I still feel that way. I'm always like, the le less is more. Like, wow. the less they know about you, because, you know, but maybe I'm learning just to be more myself and showing up in the world. But that leads me directly to the rap party of Last Man on Earth, because I okay. showed up, which is something mm -hmm. I normally don't show up at the parties. I've learned to do that the last few years hmm. because of that reason, and showed up. I'm just becoming, like, normal and friends with people instead of just a co-worker, and Good. I went to this rap party. It was a casino upstairs. It was all they give you five hundred free dollars, which I oh. promptly. I'm like, I'm gonna play like I play at Vegas, but I'm gonna play with big money and see what would yeah. happen. They just give you which funny is what money, I do right? at craps. Funny money. Funny money. Threw yeah. two hundred down on. This is what I do in Vegas. This is the extent of how I play. I put two hundred dollars down on the triple line. They roll. It was a six. They take my money. I put three hundred dollars down on the triple line they roll a four that just means they pay you triple on oh my god I don't even know what it's called but it's not the pass line okay. it's the field I play the field that's the what field yeah so if it rolls like a two four uh like the hard ones eight nine ten eleven twelve in twelve place triple that's what it is no eight okay. I was wrong 
So anyway, it's the fastest, easiest way to do a, I don't know how to play this game, bullshit, throw it in, throw it out, like black or red kind of okay. bet. So I'm going to put down my 200 more dollars and I get, suddenly I get 200 more back. I'm like, yahoo. So I threw it all on the triple line and then I lost it all. And I'm like, Aww. that's how you lose money in Vegas when you play like <laughs> me. That's why I hate playing there's no strategy. It's just like, whoa. Uh, we should play real craps. I'll teach you how with, with my husband. We When we go through Vegas or whatever, we always stop and play. And you can, like, yeah. milk it for a while. It's fun. I know. And I hate it. It's all adrenaline, like, yucky. I Yes. We'll all yeah, learn how to play someday. I don't I like know. it. It's all... I always end up in some kind of tearful state or, like, secretly... <laughs> Well, let's Secret just go to the Kino Lounge, and we'll fill out our Kino oh. cards, and then you can sit oh. there and drink, and people watch, and it Start takes like 30 minutes. Start smoking Bentleys. Yeah. Like, see? doing the slots for 12 hours. Ooh. Ordering sides of bacon. and. I don't like fruits. Vegas at all. I'm not yeah. a fan. Do you? Yeah. Not, no. Not anymore. The last yeah. time we went, uh, well, one of the last times we went, it was a bonus with um, my husband's work, and they gave us, you know, like chunk of money and you know set us up in this nice suite in the Bellagio and we brought our kids with us <laughs> it was oh, like let's kill. just let's kill. a shit show yeah it was like a five-year-old and a three-year-old or something like that and we brought the big double bob stroller we brought all our inflatable toys for them in the pool we brought like yeah playpen and rolled up to the pool to the Bellagio pool and we were just like oh Chevy Chase and vacation or something there's all these beautiful people there standing around drinking their drinks in the pool everybody's hitting on each other it's like party party and then we're like and then there's that song again yeah <laughs> rolled up and we I was like oh shit I didn't they didn't have any kids pools it was all oh, like no. super adult so we just found this like service entrance circus corner, circus like, somewhere no we stayed at the pool but we just like hid behind some bushes like way back oh where the gosh. workers come and go and found a couple lounge chairs and pulled them over i was so embarrassed i was like, like just pee streams are coming into the adult pool from right so much stink eye but no. anyway yeah sorry back on track so rap party I'm, was good okay so showed up I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut off your story, but I just remembered no, that. No, dumb story. We need Go. to finish stories. Yes. Okay. No, it's a great story. Anyway, I love you. You're the best. <laughs> You're the what best. Do you think of me? Enough about you. What do you think of me? beaches. Okay. Anyway. So, we're back at the story. Okay, so casinos. And then there was the karaoke where there's a live band, and the live band had a book that you could request, you know, like, probably over... 150 songs or something and they would really? play it so you're singing with a live band the live band knows really... that many songs yeah or 100 songs something yeah wow was, I'm sure they do weddings and stuff and you know they're probably That's good fun. enough musicians they can pull things out pretty quickly yeah but um so you go and you put in you know Will Forte went up there and sang with his main writer and they sang like Eye of the Tiger or something or Jesse's <laughs> Girl and so they kind of broke it but that was earlier in the night like Nine o'clock, party starts at eight. That was like nine or nine thirty, and everyone's still timid and weird. And by is he a good singer? Pretty good, you know, yeah, can hold his own, yeah. All right, little little pitchy dog, but you know, (laughs) as they say in that, anyway. Um, 
So whatever. I just want to tell this quick story because it's so important. But uh, I was hanging around, lost all my money. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for this karaoke thing. And I put down my name. Yeah, we go big wiener. Big Big wiener's getting hard. Watch (laughs) out. (laughs) But uh, I did just because I just put it there. I was like, what's the worst case scenario? I could. This is probably two hours in, so it's maybe like ten o'clock or eleven o'clock. And um, and now you're not like drinking a lot. Sorry, these days. (laughs) Fellas, Diller over here. Did you? You were like off the sauce and. Yeah, I'm Are you off the nervous. I know you're good about that. So yeah, it was kind of like I should do this because because okay, I just played my first gig at the Spokes Bicycle Cafe off the LA River yes. earlier that day. So I want to hear about this too. I'll Shoot. just make it. So it was a day of, you know, I've always liked singing. I've always hung out with musicians, and I'm always on the sidelines of not doing it myself. Partially because of maybe it was being a girl, hanging out with all the guys in bands mm-hmm. that were our friends and stuff. And it was just like, I don't know, maybe it was not having, I just was shy. So we never yeah. got up and sang or did a whole lot with music where you just watch mm-hmm. everyone else doing it. So anyway, now at 42 years old, I'm starting yeah. to like, yeah, I'm starting to <coughs> uh, get in front of it, which means I've taken like a couple singing gigs and and this one was one of those bucket list things of I hate saying bucket list I sound like I've got like well I do have a shriveled vagina it is dusty no I'm just kidding that's so gross why would you say that I'm single um ew why would I say that it's not it's it's great it's out there for the world. Do you hear that world? It's <laughs> plump and ready. <laughs> Why would I say that? No. <coughs> anyway, I'm old. But, um, <coughs> yeah, I'm just with the construction workers, by the way. They just. <laughs> hear that world? <laughs> They're all out. Just, yeah. Anyway, uh, so I did the cafe with my. It's my guitar teacher, and I secretly roped him in to bringing me in on some of his gigs to sing where we'd sing harmony and play guitar so we did that earlier and I was like yay I did one of the big things it was like playing a cafe live in front of people in LA one of my things so did that check it off and then later it happens to be that we're at this party I had no idea that they had this karaoke thing so I signed up on my name I was probably 10 down or something on the list and then my my buddy in the department goes, hey, I'm leaving. And I was like, yeah, me too. It's been a couple hours. And I just wanted to show up and say hi and go. Mm-hmm. So then I left and he said goodbye. And then I valet, got my car out of valet. And I drove all the way home from downtown LA. Yeah. And then I got to the second to last exit. And I was like, what are you doing? You're, doing, you're <gasps> escaping doing something that's vulnerable. And you need to do more. Get up in front of people stuff. And especially in front of coworkers. Because wow. I'm always the one that hangs back and doesn't do anything. I'm the one that tries to be the most transparent or uh, whatever. What's that word? When you hang back, vis- invisible, whatever. Okay, yeah. And all of my stuff right now, the rock opera that I did a year ago is all about having a voice. That yeah. is also a reason of like, I am all about using your voice. So this is a literal way. And so I stopped. I, it was the exit before my house and I pulled over and it was like midnight. And I go... 
okay, I have to get up at 7 in the morning tomorrow. Mm. Like, I had all these reasons to go to bed. And my, I was one exit away, but I pulled over and stopped at the gas station the exit before my house. And I was like, okay, give me some guidance. What do I do? Because I think, and it was mm-hmm. like, you're running away from something, being vulnerable, and doing something that you want to do that you love, mm-hmm. and go back. And now, so was I this like around. a prayer? Were you talking to God? or I was talking to a higher something, yes. Your something that's power. outside of the crazy monkey brain. Okay. So I'm learning to do that more, and uh, whatever that means, yeah. that's fine. But uh, so I just had the uh, sense to go back, and I said, if it works out, it works out. And the party was over at 12, by the way, so this is like oh. 11.45. And I go, I'm not yeah. even going to make it back in time. It's going to take 20 minutes to get back. Yeah. The party will be over, and I had all these reasons why not to do it. They're, they were doing a raffle, and I said, that's going to be happening at the end of the night, so they're mm. going to shut down karaoke anyway. The party's going to be over. It's a waste of... And I go, just go anyway. I go, mm-hmm. something's going to work out. So I go, Good. and I asked if I could park right in front so I didn't have to valet my car, so they let me park like right in the front. I said I would just be in for a second. Mm-hmm. And I walk in. It turns out they had already done the raffle. Right as I walk up, they're ending the one song, and mm-hmm. I go, hey, I scratch my... The guy was just waiting. He called out the name Jeremy. He was like, Jeremy, Jeremy. And then I go, I go, hey, can I see that? I scratched out my name and I thought I was leaving, but I'm back. And he goes, oh, your name's underneath. Uh, he goes, yeah, Jeremy put his name over the top of yours. I see your name. <laughs> so he goes, Whoa. jump up, jump up. And I was like, bah! So I jumped up. It was right then. And I sang, I changed it from a Beatles song. I changed it to The Clash. To the stage should I go? And I... I sung it, and it was like, and then afterwards, everyone was like, yeah, and then. What song was it? What song? Should I stay or should I go? Clash. Oh, oh, oh got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I picked it. Yeah. And then, uh, and it was because I had sang that one a year before at that Marina Del Rey boat show. Oh, right. And I just knew the lyrics pretty well, and I kind of had already been comfortable singing it live. So Good. Not that it's like the best song, but I had to pick something off their list quickly. Yeah, and yeah. But it was one of those, like, and then I got the high five. Because there was no reason I should be doing this. I barely knew most of the crew. This is a show I jumped on and jumped off. And I wasn't, like, a main part of the team. Like, Mm. you know, the accounting department was all going up. And everyone was cheering him because they all knew him. And I was kind of a weird. But it was one of those things where it, like, worked out. And I needed to do it for myself. because. And then I got the high five. Like, that was bitching. That was really good. You know. And then. But it wasn't even about. Five. Was it the band? I don't even know who people it was. Audience. Like just people I didn't know who were on the crew. Awesome. Who were like, that was, that was so good. You got it. You got that star quality. Well, superstar it's not even sisters. Superstar it. sisters. But it was more honestly. It wasn't to get accolades. Even though I just talked about the high fives, it doesn't feel bad. I'll just tell you that much. But yeah, it was more your. It was my own fear that I turned around and like you have to do this because you have to like step forward in life it was more about showing up more in life and being vulnerable and not caring about what people think of you because the biggest fear i could have done that anywhere it was more like in front of peers that was more scary Mm -hmm. than i could do karaoke anywhere and it doesn't matter because you don't know anybody really right right but this is like coworkers and producers and the big people that hire me and you know right 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 Good so, for you. Oh, thanks. I wish I had heard it. That would have been cool. Did anyone record it? I don't know. Probably no. not. I'm not. No, no. Not it? But uh, that's good. Anyway, that's, so that's I just wanted to you. say that. Thank you. Oh, I, oops. 
Ah, we got one in there, big old uh, fart bleep. Winner chicken dinner, yeah. Gonna put a fleep in there, the fart bleep. Yeah, for the bleeps. Well, on that note, that's a high note. I like it. We should probably close up a little episode. Okay. Eleven. This is a eleven. And um, congratulations, that's great. Thank yeah. you. It All feels right. good to face. Okay, quickly, let's talk about when we come back on our next episode. Mm-hmm. Mouse, your some of your greatest fears and what you will do to maybe face one of them. Oh, Lordy. I don't know. Something to look forward to. All Thank right. You. I will. Think and you too out there, subscribers. Tell your yeah. friends. We want more. Yay, we love you. We want to hear no. your stories. Right in. Yeah, actually, my secret plan is to get Weens out of her um, nine-to-five job and get her a paid gig doing something fun like this in comedy and let people know how funny you are and that you can or get or like blowjobs because i'm great at that (laughs) just kidding (laughs) no you know i remember you saying that mouse that you were like you were drunk once and you said it at a work party it was at this really weird inopportune like around people i was so you're like well i may suck at presentations but i'm great in bed and everyone was like oh and then you just kept walking. It was like the best. That's why I love it. And especially when you're drunk, you just have these like one-liners. And I'm always shocked. Like they came out of your mouth, but so good. Oh, <laughs> On that note, jokes. we will leave. On that note. All right. Okay. So sing us out. Wayne's face your fears. Um, okay. Everybody? Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Mouse and weens are gonna go. Do 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 do. Mouse and weens are done with the show. Do 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 do. If you want to hear us, come back. Do 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 And you can get upon our backs. We'll carry you around. I am tall. She is too. Mouse and weens. Mouse and weens. Should I go? Mouseandweens.com.